This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that absolutely shouldn't have. This is yours truly, Charya Garwal. And after a week away from the madness of news, I am back. And this week's Reporters is super important because Ayush and Gaurav are going to be telling me what has been up on news, what's been making news, what did not make news and why it did not make news. Right? Gaurav, you were also away to the hills. How was that? I was away for a quick two days. Uh, it was really hot the first day because of the heat wave that's going on in the north. And uh, the second day it rained, yeah, but you've done the whole three-one trek. Yeah, you yeah should be, and I broke and my broke. feet. <laughs> yeah. I was like, plaster like you turn up, guys. No, no, I only went to the waterfall how and did, came how back. How did you make it? That would have been nightmarish. Yeah, it was a little bit. She's saying that she took like six hours or something to make the trek. Wow, no. did you jump? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. I didn't. I had good friends who went down to the base and got a stretcher. Oh, that's nice. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, Gaurav, yes. do you have such good that friends? That was embarrassing and I can die of shame. <laughs> but... Yes. Let me introduce the panel. Gaurav Sarkar, desk writer. He'll be telling us a lot about the interesting things he did behind the hills. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. We, <laughs> we also have our head of research, Ayush Tiwari. Hi, Ayush. Hello. What have you been up to? I've been, uh, as is my want, um, spending all days in the heat under the scorching sun in the, oh, you know, oh, oh. by lanes of Delhi trying to get the s- juiciest stories out. Uh, what you mean is cafes and nice restaurants? No. You didn't do anything behind the cafe. <laughs> what I mean is pan shop. <laughs> what I mean is pan shops and uh, all those rasmalai counters. Okay, you were having rasmalai and coke. Okay, Not I get it. Coke. When did I say coke? What else do you do you at pan You shouldn't be people I'm, I do coke. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure you meant Coca-Cola. <laughs> I meant Coca-Cola, but okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you for giving away the details. But let us tell the readers what we are going to be talking about. Today we'll be talking about the Punjab and Haryana High Court according the status of legal person or entity to animals in Haryana. Yeah. I totally miss that. I think news detox works. We'll also be talking about a recent report about poll spending. You yeah. were there at that event where the report was Correct. launched. And we'll also be talking about West Bengal Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee being involved in a Jai Shri Ram controversy and the expulsion of a Congress leader for praising Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Wow, that really happened? That happened and that happened to him twice. <laughs> this is the second time Same he's guy. been expelled for uh, praising Modi. Okay, we'll come to the details of that. But before we begin the podcast, I was thinking of a new section we could add. You can consider this the big boss of reporters without orders. This section will give you a peek into the minds of these two super social media influencers. Nothing interesting here, by the way. <laughs> Nothing is coming. (laughs) So I'm going to be giving these two guys a list of words as we go along. And they have to take less than five to seven seconds to say whether that thing, whether that word or that concept is overrated or underrated. Are you guys ready? I only do scripted interviews. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, bro. Not happening here. But I'm ready. Yeah. Ayush is ready. Okay, so then let's begin with Ayush. Yeah. So Ayush, you have five seconds to tell me whether you think blockchain is overrated or underrated. I think it's rather underrated because I haven't heard about it. <laughs> okay. So 
I think it I think it's definitely underrated because people don't use the blockchain technology as much as it's supposed to be used. Okay. So next one is for you, Himachal. Do you think that's overrated or underrated? Parts of Himachal are totally overrated. Okay. Yeah. Except for Parvati Ali guys. <laughs> okay. What about dogs as pets? Underrated because of the this flood of cat appreciation on social media. I think dogs have gone underground. I think social media is divided into two camps. You have like cat lovers you have dog lovers and now yeah. cherry has introduced the rabbit lovers onto <laughs> social media yeah. yes so brownie and snowy they are the coolest rabbits ever but let's come back to you kurkure hmm. or lays uh, kurkure oh, we're just one. having kurkure <laughs> uh what about androids do you think they are overrated or underrated androids are underrated i would say ios is overrated what about mac overrated why do you say that just because you don't have one Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Thanks for the personal attack. Yeah. I'm never playing this game again. <laughs> What about anime, Gaurav? Totally underrated. Everyone thinks like it's cartoons and all, uh, but it's not. It's it's like life lessons. Uh, uh okay. You're Michael Jackson. Can I say anime? Sure. I think overrated because they're cartoons. Michael Jackson is underrated. <laughs> I think they are overrated by Gaurav. Guys, anime is not overrated. It is completely underrated because people do not watch it as much as like Cartoon Network or anything else. But uh, if you watch Cartoon Network, why do you need to watch anime, right? Because the anime same, is right? not purely cartoons, guys. guys It's not some cartoons. Guys, we were supposed to stick to five cool. seconds. <laughs> Anyone who's watched Naruto will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, Naruto fans, you can write to Gorov. But last one for you, Michael Jackson. I think overrated because he's dead now. Mm-hmm. But while he was alive, just rated. He deserved as much uh, fandom as he got. I sort of agree with that. Like he's got yeah. enough credit for the equal equal mm-hmm. amount of credit for what he's done. Yeah. So Actually, one more, Modi ji. So overrated, guys. So overrated. And I would rather not say. <laughs> I, I love I love my career. <laughs> okay, then the last one for you would be Gau Mas. Ooh. Oh my God! <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. You um, love your life. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not had it. Can't say. Hmm? No so you you've copped out of two of the words. Yeah. Already. Come on. So I win Aish. right by default. I win. So there's your Victor, your social media influencer. You didn't ask him about Modi and uh, I did. Dude, Modi wasn't me. You did ask, did you ask him about Gaumas? No, I got Modi, but it's as good. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Now let's go back to the podcast. Yes. Since we've discussed what's overrated and underrated, we'll now be talking about what's been overreported by the media and what's been underreported. So Gorov, since you were so courageous and you were the victor, why don't you get us started? Sure. So I think what was overreported was uh, and uh, Doval being reappointed as as the NSA this time and also being uh, getting a cabinet position. To me, at least, it shows like it it sort of portrays that you know we're taking national security very seriously. We're up- upgrading a minister of state to you know a cabinet rank. Didn't deserve to eat up all of Monday's news cycle for sure. Mm-hmm. And another piece and a piece of underreported news that happened on Monday was a report released by the Center for Media Studies in which they say that close to sixty thousand crores were spent during the twenty nineteen election, and this was spent only once the model code of conduct kicked in. So it's like a front end expenditure. Not many portals carried this news, even though I think the breakdown in some parts is very important to know as to where was all this money spent. and more importantly does it what does it mean for the democracy you know is it good that we're spending too much money or is this money going to be taken back from politicians from our pockets itself right so i think the total expenditure was something around 60000 yeah. crores yeah. so what was the expenditure by the political party since you mentioned that the expenditure was calculated 
according to the expenditure that was made after the model code of conduct political parties contributed around 24000 crores to the 60000 crore uh, spectrum individual candidates contributed anywhere between 15 to 20000 crores and then there were miscellaneous expenses logistics expenses expenses incurred by the government and the ec in itself mm-hmm. but the largest amount of funding came from political parties and their candidates so in most cases there were candidates themselves spending from the pocket without the party revealing ki chalo humne ye pa- ye candidate ke liye itna paisa diya hai i can't recall clearly is there a cap on the expenditure or the money that each candidate can spend yes. during elections 70 lakhs 70 lakhs yes. and they have spent something over 1000 crores yeah. the candidates you know you won't know how much each candidate has spent that's right okay. that's that's the ambiguity in it you'll yeah. know how much of the total spectrum has been spent by like a particular party but you'll never be able to pinpoint how much has a candidate themselves spent and more importantly how much has a party spent for their particular candidate yeah. these are the finer details and like okay there was one more thing in the report there wasn't like a party wise breakdown of the money spent that would have made it easier for a voter to understand you know ki chalo bjp ne itna kharcha kiya congress ne itna kharcha kiya demographically itna kharcha kiya that breakdown wasn't given in the report but still it's important to understand i mean elections are one of the biggest expenditure that we are undertaking it's a huge exercise sure. and if you're spending so much on elections i mean a lot of this money could go into development in fact you know funnily enough in 20 during the 2014 election it was about 30000 crores that was spent according to cms and now it's 60000 crores so it's just practically wow. doubled wow, wow. and uh, so so the report was also launched by sy kureshi who is the ex chief election commissioner and he according to him from from a very informal chat that i had with him he says that this particular money when it's invested parties and candidates have to get that money back from the citizens mm-hmm. kyunki agar maine 2 crore kharcha kiya hai main kisi ke liye campaigning kar raha hu so i have to get that money back then i may phone gumaunga ek bureaucrat ko ki dude maine sort kiya hai theko ek mere ko hafta bhej something like that So that is where like this vicious cycle keeps coming in. So if you spend more, you will have to take back more. If you take back more, you will have to spend more. And that is the cycle that just keeps going on. And which is why it becomes very important for such stories to be reported by more organizations. Correct. Ayush, coming to you, what was underreported this week according to you? I think what was underreported was a certain um, minister, Mr. Abdullah Kutty in the Kerala unit of the Congress party was expelled from the party for writing a a facebook post appreciating the prime minister and what i found even more amusing is the fact that this is not the first time it's happening to him in 2009 when he was part of the communist party of india marxist he was expelled for uh, appreciating modi the chief minister of gujarat i find that rather odd why would a political parties expel a party leader for appreciating someone i mean it's absolutely needless but if it at all is a sign of a trend then it just shows that how bitter things are and mm-hmm. i think especially in kerala where you know kerala and bengal are the centers of political violence when it comes to that thing so differences are not just superficial or for the show for to the people but actually really ideological and uh, to the extent that you can be expelled from a party and the funny part is that there was a probe ordered to look into the facebook post of this mm-hmm. man a probe to look into the facebook post and the chief uh, the congress chief of the state said that uh, we are a democratic party that's why we are doing this <laughs> that <laughs> sounds thought, ironical yeah that's a rather uh, wasted adjective mm-hmm. <laughs> for your party you know it, it doesn't come as a surprise that the congress fired this guy because the congress has been on the front foot after losing the election miserably they put a media gag also on its uh, spokespersons and ministers saying that you can't appear on tv for debates etc so i think the nature of politics after this particular election has become such that 
you can't really praise a prime minister from the opposite party once he's got 303 seats and like your party has lost so miserably i guess it's time to like become strict yeah in some way or the other it reminds me of a tale that atul bihari vajpay used to uh, tell when he was just a minister uh, under jawaharlal nehru's government uh, that uh, after the 1962 war you know he, he criticized nehru in a speech in the parliament and he said you peace them and now you fighting a war with them so mm-hmm. you are Churchill by equal measure and your Roosevelt of equal measure and after that Nehru came up to him and you know said wow nice speech <laughs> so that was a time different time when even if you criticize the man who was in that time Nehru you know almost idolized in every household in this country that man would walk up to you and praise you but do you think we're in that time right now absolutely not it's became much more baser than that i i think i disagree with you by using one example to blanket the entire political intercourse or rather how political parties view each other and speak to each other it's rather premature no but i'm sure this is just an example except but if you look at the uh, if you read india after gandhi where he has given excerpts from uh, the parliamentary debates from this time hmm. they just seem mo- much more civilized and much more intelligent something that we lack today no that i agree with i think we de- uh, we do need to improve the level of our political discourse Having said that, what did you think was overreported over the last week? I think what was overreported were these multiple incidents of uh, Mamta Banerjee, the Chief Minister of Bengal, <laughs> losing it when people just, you know, uh, BJP workers especially would approach her and start chanting Jai Shri Ram, and they were actually baiting her. They just they want her to be pissed off, and because they have done it so many times and they are planning so many more things, it was rep- every instance of it was reported in the mainstream media. And after a while, it got too much because same news, एक बार और यहाँ पे video, फिर वहाँ पे video, and we understand the just <laughs> i think we understood it before the election started were the media people beating mamta banerjee just like gaurav was beating you earlier with the cafes and restaurant and other remarks i was not beating no him. i i <laughs> i i've heard people tell me that the, the certain sections of the media were actually really out on her but then i don't watch these sections of the media but i know definitely the workers are and they're planning to send her 10 lakh postcards saying jai shri ram wow and she has arrested 10 people abhi tak this was the last time she arrested the last time was 10 people before that i think it was about 4 or 5 or something yeah yeah like. i think 4 days ago there was an economic times report which said that 10 people have been arrested for chanting jai shri ram why is she getting people arrested for she says that she doesn't have a problem with jai shri ram but she has a problem when it's used in a political context which is true she's right agree, you know true. these people yeah. are not using jai shri ram out of bhakti they are doing it to piss her off but then that doesn't mean you'll get them arrested they have the right to do that but uh, you don't have to write to practice your instruments of power like that absolutely i agree gorav coming to you yes. you've mentioned that there was something else that you found to be super underreported yeah it was uh, you know the punjab and haryana high court according the status of legal person or entity to animals in the state and it by doing so it has also given them the corresponding rights duties and liabilities of a living person so animals can vote now no they just ha- they just entitled to the same rights not the same fundamental rights but they entitled to the same rights what i found underreported even though this was given a lot of space in monday's news cycle what i thought was really underreported was how tough it's going to be to actually implement this you know on the ground mm-hmm. because uh, so i covered animal rights for a while uh, previously you know when i was a cub reporter i used to do that for a bit because it's because it's actually a very interesting beat you get to meet people and i want to recall this one story where uh, i was on the night shift at my at my newspaper that i used to work with 
and the night reporter was had the job to bring out the next day's afternoon's front page mm-hmm. so that's like a very big responsibility to look for a story in the night and find out what's happening in the night so you can report a front page story for your paper and if you don't then like there'll be a huge crunch you won't you won't you won't have a backup story in the afternoon this was the day of dhanteras and uh, there were there were crackers being burst at night and i got a message at about 3 3:30 in the morning which showed pictures of a dog whose snout had been busted off oh my like god like one side of its snout had been complete and i had i had the images of this, this so i wrote so my cruel. story uh yeah it i mean okay fine we hear reports of animals you know like you tie crackers to animals tails etc we hear all of that but seeing this picture up close with like this guy this dog snout has been busted open from one side is just gory so i filed the story i didn't know it was going to be a front page report and the next day the higher ups at my paper at the edit meeting had to like take a very conscious call ki dhanteras ke din pe should we put such a disturbing image on the front page or not so they thought about another story in the end we went with this and everyone who read the story just kept speaking about you know how it's easy to advocate for animal rights but on the ground to implement it there is there is no one really gives a fuck about implementing it on the ground so as i understand it giving them the status uh, of legal protection uh, would allow them to be defended by groups that are interested in animal protection they are already defended by groups right. by animal rights groups right but now the laws that apply to humans will apply to animals in case of violence etc so can you give us an example Oh uh, well this is something so that assuming right to life and all its implications would apply. Yeah it says it says that the corresponding rights duties and liabilities of a living person will okay. be given to animals in the state. Okay. Also coincidentally the order was written by Justice Rajiv Sharma who last year in Uttarakhand passed a very passed a similar order. Hmm. And uh, he said that animals are entitled to right to life and we should treat them like that. He's just been transferred uh, and he he's the one who passed the judgment yesterday. Okay. But I don't know I just feel like it's going to take a lot on the ground to even implement this remotely how do you do that how do you ensure well, I mean implementation will happen because there are a lot of activists and groups working towards animal rights and implementation of a law any law is challenging but what I'm still trying to understand is this sounds so weak corresponding rights duties and liabilities of a living person I mean one of the things that I as a human being can do is take out a loan so can rights groups take out a loan for animal welfare on the names of these individuals who now I, have legal rights no i completely doubt that is the parallel that is being trying to be implemented with the judgment i think it says it it probably means that you can't treat animals as property or as objects or you have to look at them in a way where they are quote unquote entitled to justice so in case of violations or in case of cruelties done against animals then you can apply a certain section of laws to them that would apply to human beings but there are already laws that apply for that apply animal to animals cru- animal cruelty but now you can treat them with laws that apply to human beings which is what is problematic i think which is what makes it ambiguous because the it's the grammar of rights to be applied to animals is weird because usually the that right business is applied to agents active agents from whom you expect a responsibility right you have the right to free speech life etc but then you're an responsible agent who has to make sure that he doesn't kill anyone or speak something that is traitorous to the nation etc so animals are not in that way responsible agents and i mean that, that just warps the concepts of political science but i'm sure in principle it's quite an agreeable move but okay let me give you an example from the ground if you if you cause harm or if you hmm. run over a street dog or or a stray or if you attempt to kill like 
a monkey that's roaming about or something the maximum fine imposed on you will be about 100 to 150 rupees okay now that equation changes because you will be able to treat these animals with the same laws that apply to human beings okay so in a way i guess justice sharma is right in saying all of this but i so just have my doubts so then who gets the claim who gets that money if it's let's say a stray if it, there's a random uh, uh, animal rights group taking up the case i guess they'll claim it I'm just very uncomfortable It's with so the murky, ambi- yeah ambiguity that yeah. this entails. But maybe we'll need like a proper case to see how it works out. Now there should be like a first case where someone yeah. files something under the new laws. But Korav, mm. you were on the other side of the table last <laughs> episode. How was that? It was fun, yeah. Basant and Ayush took it easy on me. What about you? How did did you put them on a spot or not? Well, not I put Ayush on the spot once twice and Basant was just why having do, why fun. Why do I not remember being on the spot? Because you're so good at what you do now. Ayush, you oh. don't even know when someone's putting you on the spot. Oh, okay. What is this makhanbazi? <laughs> I can take that compliments. Chai, you can't take the bromance to right now. <laughs> so Ayush, how was your experience with Gaurav as the host? Pretty good actually. To be very honest, he exceeded my expectations <laughs> because uh, he came very prepared and he was, you know, very principled. He was there I think half an hour before the podcast started. Whoa. Which whoa, is what? which is which is which is like taking a dip in the Ganges and you know, I absorbed him of all his sins. And the email also I sent out. हाँ ये देखो ईमेल भी भेजा इसने तो गौरव व्हाट मेक्स यू नॉट कम ऑन टाइम व्हेन आई एम होस्टिंग इट हाउ आर यू सेइंग दिस वी बोथ हैव बीन इन ऑफिस सिंस 10 एम टुडे यार वी ऑलवेज ऑन टाइम या बिकॉज़ वी हैड एन एडिट मीटिंग नॉट बिकॉज़ वी हैड अ पॉडकास्ट बट दैट साउंड्स लाइक यू हैव वेरी लो एक्सपेक्टेशंस फ्रॉम गौरव या नो 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 आई टोल्ड यू टू आस्क गौरव टू होस्ट इट बिकॉज़ आई थॉट ही विल बी अ बेटर होस्ट देन आई एम सो डोंट टेल मी दैट बट स्टिल इवन विद द थ्रेशहोल्ड आई हैव he broke through it actually killer congratulations you. both you guys coming back to the podcast you were following the congress party for two weeks from what i get even last week you'd reported on how the congress party has sort of imposed a ban on its spokespersons it's rather not a ban uh, or a boycott as some people call it i'll say it's a sort of what you can say a temporary non engagement with television debates so the head of communications at uh, the congress party mr surjewala he tweeted at 8 in the morning that congress for a month will not be appearing on um, tv debates on the 30th of mm-hmm. may and so i thought this is rather weird and i gave him certain many calls he didn't pick up and i thought i'll rather do a piece now i'll talk to some spokesperson and get some bites from the journalists so what sanjay jha told me was that the congress really feels that this is mm-hmm. what they say mm-hmm. the congress really feels that they've been victimized by the mainstream media or at least a good portion of the mainstream media mm-hmm. because they feel that they're not just another participant in the debate whose voice needs to be heard but rather a punching bag and we as news laundry we who see nuisance and work with people parikshit producers nuisance no that's how true that is but what rajdeep told me was something also rajdeep? very thoughtful rajdeep sir this mm-hmm. that um, yeah, that that's understandable that you have such a grievance but then totally conceding that space and walking out of it for this m- amount of time will not solve anything mm-hmm. those people and their agendas will not change mm-hmm. you know you'll just you seem like a sore loser at the end of it and i agree with that but then there are also news outlets with the congress never shows up at so the congress never shows up at republic never shows up at z news so these are reset it's because of you know one news item they did on um, 
Navjot Singh Sidhu where they said someone in his rally shouted Pakistan Zindabad and Navjot said it's fake they had a two back and forth and that, that that there was a ban so the relationship of the congress party with certain channels already pretty bad hmm. and to then come out like this just a week after the election saying you're out of that space and say the social media will take care of it our mass reach out will take care of it will cover up for this you know territory we are losing for a month didn't sound convincing enough but what certain people have pointed out is that this is a cover story obviously uh-huh. what's actually going on is that the congress is in a maze of confusion it does oh, not wow. it does not know the position it takes or at least a consensus of position it takes on certain matters its spokesperson cannot articulate it, its vision and its positions on certain issues and therefore they've you know just receded will reconfigure their setting and their views on matters and will come out and probably you know back to be punching back again that is what makes bjp's messaging so sharp that everybody is on a common platform on a common page and they know what they want to do exactly and we talked about this three four podcasts ago where you asked me why do you think bjp's organization is strong and i said of course besides the you know very dexterous management of the organization there is also an ideology at the core of what bjp wants to do and that ideology is a rallying point and wherever there's an ideology it will always be way more effective and way more um, productive than those who have an absence of ideology because the congress seems to be just not bjp at the moment it does not seem to be congress you know that's okay. what comes across as God of coming to you do you think it is okay for political parties to not send their spokespersons to television debates what what are your thoughts on this well not at all you can't back out of a game just because you've lost there's always a second leg there's always a next match to be played and in retrospect whenever you back out like this and put a media gag on your candidates and all it just doesn't bode well because everyone's just going to say dude you're crying because you lost the election you know you're just doing that but i was wondering more whether this confusion ayush that you talk about you know in the congress camp does this have anything to do with like the ambiguity of the party's leadership right now that's been going on does it is it because of whether raga will stay whether he'll go who's going to take over is tharoor going to be in the picture does this confusion have anything to do with the loss of leadership if any in the congress party it's hard to say well there's definitely confusion about the leadership even though in the past few days we've seen a consolidation around around the gandhi family itself but this was an et editorial i was talking about which okay. said why this they there's a confusion but there's definitely confusion in the sense that uh, certain state governments where congress have you know arrived and taken over they are using and continuing the same policies that they criticize the bjp for mm. for example putting the nsa for you know, any harm to uh, cows and you know for animal husbandry such such things in madhya pradesh so there have been lot of criticisms around that mr gandhi of course for example feels that anti nepotism is the way to go but he himself people in his own party as we got from some inside scoops when this whole debate was going on why the congress lost they say that these chief ministers wanted their own sons to run you know mm. get a ticket this automatically assumed so the party is not clear on certain fundamental principles the bjp when it comes to nepotism is clear when it came for example in south bangalore when uh, anantwar hegde that guy his um, mm. wife was trying to get the ticket and everyone thought he she'll get the ticket was wo famous leader ki wife hai lekin usko nahi mila who got it tejasvi surya a young leader who's actually for all his views rather talented and articulate 
So the BJP, while is clear on what it wants to do when it comes to readership, the Congress does not, and that does show the confusion. No, but let me flip this around. When we are talking about spokespersons and television debates, we know how television news works, right? So if you, Ayush, you as an individual, know that if you go to a particular channel, your words would be uh, put out of context or the volume would be reduced, you would be, I don't know, harangued, you would be asked questions. I mean, out of context questions, would you still go to, would would you still go there knowing full well that this is what is going to happen, knowing that it wouldn't be a fair game? I, well, it's a tough question you asked, but I think as an individual, I wouldn't, but as a party that claims to be the oldest party in the subcontinent, I would. I think one should. Gaurav, what about you? Even if it's an unfair game, would you still go? Uh, yeah, as actually, as Ayush said, as a as an individual, maybe I wouldn't because I know like I'll be harassed or my mic will be turned down. But if you're representing a particular political party, you've already signed up for the shouting game on TV. You've already like, I think Sambit Patra has already set a bar and you have to match that. So if you're signing up for a spokesperson job, you have to go out there and do it as well as you can. Because I'm just going to go back to what I said that you can't leave a game just because you've lost that that is just poor sportsmanship that just but makes I'm not you saying that game in that situation when you've lost you're saying the game we, is rigged yes when we talk the about the rules of victor, the games are rigged yeah when we talk about the victor or loser it is assumed that it was fair it was fair game but here i'm saying when you know the game is rigged would you still go think about it this way like even even if you're someone who's soft-spoken, who's not that much of an extrovert as Patra or something, and you go on a show and all you get is 30-40 seconds to make your point, and you do that in a civilized manner, it's at least going to catch somebody's eye out there and they're going to be like, dude, this guy this guy spoke some sense instead of yeah. just having a shouting match. And by the way, this is not just the channels, you know, Times Now or Republic or ABP or anything else. What do you think, which one do you think is the most civilized channel when it comes to debates on TV? NDTV probably. NDTV? Yeah. Do you think NDTV? On NDTV, this happens too at, at times. I saw last week a BJP spokesperson's volume turned down in Nidhi's show, I think. And Why was it turned down? Because I think it had happened because there were these three fresh uh, cases of uh, minorities being attacked around mm-hmm. the country. And when Nidhi posted him, he said, you know, it's because there's Islamic radicalism around the world. We Hindus live in fear. So he tried to justify it. So she turned it down. I think however ugly all this thing, all these so things So you're saying get, the mic was turned down because his opinion disagreed with that of the anchors. It was an outrageous thing to say. I agree. And everyone who's, you know, thinks rightly agrees. But still, you shouldn't turn down anyone's volume. But aren't anchors and hosts entitled to turning the mic down when you think that the person on the show is making an outrageous argument or claim that is not in, like, the public good or in the greater good? I don't think so. I so you let someone spew venom on your show, even yeah. if even if that's just their opinion. Yeah. No, I think so I disagree with, with Ayush. I agree with him towards the bit that the mic shouldn't be turned down, but I disagree with the bit that they should be allowed to spew venom. You can still shut them down without turning their volume down. By getting your own volume higher than theirs, no, like what Arnab does. That is what moderation or anchoring is about, right? You counter them. You give them logic. Yeah, I agree with that. But I, I, they should be allowed to say what they have to say, however while. But the, if a good moderator would know how to expose them and put it out. And I mean, eventually, the last line is that of the anchor. The anchor can close and set the tone. So that way that the person who is spewing venom can be shut down. But I don't think the volume of the mic should be turned down unless until this person is creating right about ruckus and not letting the panel or the discussion progress. But with that... 
on public demand or rather just the demand or just because of Gaurav's demand we'll talk about World Cup God hmm. save me from this discussion on her face during this I didn't know you were a cricket person I'm a okay okay cricket fan more of a football fan but World Cup I'm not an IPL fan though same same yeah, no one loves IPL but by the way did you see that Hasan Minhaj episode on um, ICC and BCCI no does it look like she saw <laughs> but I did see his response to Times Now which was so Times Now had apparently invited him on Navika's show which he turned down and they said that since you don't want to come to a quote unquote intense show you might want to consider coming to a little less intense show with Navika and mm-hmm. I was like what so which was the intense show of the first order Rahul Oh. So the f- <laughs> frankly speaking show was the little less intense show. I think the news hour was apparently the very intense show and Hasan Minhaj tweeted saying that sounds like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Such illusions of grandeur, no? Less uh, intense and more intense. What did he have to say about cricket and the BCCI? It was on corruption in cricket and he talked about how BCCI because it's so rich uh, almost tries to game the system try, okay. tries to game ICC to in effect you know get advantageous slots for the indian cricket team get advantageous um, advertisement uh, packages for them why is he waking up so late to this party i mean corruptions of uh, allegations of corruption against bcci and icci have been floating around forever yeah but i think it's connected to his uh, the earlier episode remember he did on uh, indian elections so in that one of the sp- opening shoot scenes was that one of this i think his parents say why are you doing an episode on indian democracy do one on indian cricket <laughs> <laughs> so he thought i think he promised us then that he'll do one so that's what pretty outdated viewpoint that the bcci and the icc are corrupt i think not in the west so saying that india gets to decide who we play and who we don't play in particular tournaments in majority of cases when you are ranked higher than the other countries it is not only your job it's also your responsibility to decide these kind of tournaments why do you think we give small teams like bangladesh a chance to come and whoop ass on Indian territory dude it happens because when neighboring countries Sri Lanka Bangladesh don't play cricket as well as us anymore we still have these ties through cricket we still have people pushing saying that okay we should play cricket with Pakistan so to say that we are trying to get better sports or to try we are trying to get players who we can beat or something like that drawing that parallel just a little unfair. I think we're really pe- good at what we do yeah, with yeah. The cricket. I think, I think people think also on t- t- Twitter took to uh, criticizing his that episode. What some does of he the even criticism know about cricket was anyway, like. uh, valid. I think some of it was valid, but on the larger point it totally makes sense for anybody national body that because it's because it's disproportionately affluent to you know try to rig the system and push all the favors towards it so it's like oh, that's how institutions usually come around whichever institution is more powerful gets to have this say on how things work and I find it really odd that Gaurav you think someone in the position of power would be as benevolent to let the others come and whoop their ass it's a cricket match they are not so? letting anyone whoop their ass they lost no what do you mean by they lost if I'm calling a smaller team that doesn't do well in rankings or doesn't do well in tournaments say like Bangladesh or Sri Lanka it's a chance for them to prove that they can excel and be as good as the Indian cricket team so India is also giving them a chance apart from hosting the tournament they're also giving them a chance to like prove their excellence why is that wrong man that's a damn condescending <laughs> why it's <laughs> such a condescending view it's, to take dude anyone wow. can just make the argument that uh, this guy is suddenly making these parallels only because it's but- World Cup Okay, that's one way of looking at it. The other way is to say that India is picking on smaller teams. Guys, we're like one of the top teams when it comes to cricket. We have done a lot for the sport in case none of you all know this. We have done a lot 
for India Pakistan ties via cricket yeah so let's just i'm saying if you are saying that india is amongst the top teams they should be contending with someone whom they want to be beating but you don't get to the indian team person doesn't get to decide that the bcci gets to decide that depending on the schedule of other teams as well you can't have a tri series when the ashes or something is going on just because you want to play england but guys uh, i think you should uh, as shekhar gupta says cut the clutter and focus on the fact that pakistan made a great comeback yesterday did you see the match no i was working ayush they lost okay <laughs> <laughs> they, they lost the first match against west indies because they were all out on 105 and yesterday they scored 348 that's quite a comeback yeah but England scored 334 too, and two two of their batsmen scored a century. But I've been seeing that the match. Afghanistan team has been being spoken oh, a lot yeah. about. Yeah, they scored that's 207 against Australia. Man, that's something. Did they win the match? No, they, they, lost. they lost. But still, like it's a pretty but good they score. Had, yeah. They were like 54 for five, and then they built a hundred-run partnership from there, and then they stretched it to 207. Cherry's head is just going ping-pong, bro, from one <laughs> side to another. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to cut the clutter, as you put it, and move on to recommendations. Yeah. Aish, what's your recommendation for this week? Um, since we're talking about that Hasan Minhaj episode, I think people should watch it and decide for themselves. It's not something that I really liked or admire, but just in just a you know given our discussion that everything that is on popular culture is open to scrutiny and should be scrutinized so watch it to scrutinize that and second would be duti chand the olympic indian olympic athlete uh, she came out as gay last week and i think live mint did a brilliant ground report they went to her village and spoke to people and asked them what they thought of her relationship and it's a very eye opening uh, read i thought just it's very moving just a question there i think she revealed her uh, gender preference or she revealed her uh, you know which way she swings because the media had released certain pictures of her and her partner without any consent yeah and she says it's one i think her sister who is really after her and had been threatening yeah. her yeah. so she thought that rather just coming come out, out would uh, put an end to all that Okay, Gaurav, what do you want to recommend this week? First, I want to just come out and clear out the air about this cricket thing. Guys, don't ruin the sport for people who love the sport during the fucking World Cup. Okay, first of all, by all this political scrutiny with it, it's the goddamn World Cup. Okay, it comes once in a couple of years. You can anyway, sleepwalk your romance off a cliff. What does that the, even at the mean? End of it, what does that? <laughs> all Indian cricket fans, please well troll Sayush and well Quill Words on Twitter after listening to this. But my recommendation for this week is. Uh, An article written in the Washington Post. It, uh, it's titled "A Dublin Janitor Wins the Rooney Prize for Irish Literature from the University She Cleans." So this woman is 31 years old, and she cleans at. Uh, she's she's a sweeper at the Trinity College Dublin, and she's to go back home at 6:30, write for a couple of hours. She's a single mom, takes care of a child, and she won highest literary award. So I think it's a pretty heartwarming read for anyone mm-hmm. who's stuck in writer's block out there. Sounds interesting. My recommendation this week is a piece in the Indian Express. The title is "Pile Tarvi: The Strong Bold Girl Broken Allegedly by Caste." So do read that piece, and I would recommend our listeners to follow the developments of this case because harassment and caste discrimination is still forcing people to take their own lives. So that's a wrap for this episode. And listeners, if you listen to this podcast on any other platform like iTunes, Stitcher, or now Spotify, don't forget to log on to our website www.newslaundry.com to check out the other cool stuff that we do. 
and thank you to everyone who's listening to us and writing to us we do read your feedback and ayush gaurav and i sit and discuss it we think about how to improve it and we'll continue to work on it do send us more of your feedback you can write to me at charyatnewslaundry.com or send it to contact@newslaundry.com also please do remember to pay to keep news free azad and independent so that ayush can go and chill at more panta please no <laughs> actually so that ayush and gorav can go out and do more stories that have been underreported and if you're a subscriber and want to participate in reporters without orders you can write to parikshit at parikshit@newslaundry.com or to contact at newslaundry.com and be a part of this awesome panel to talk about what was overreported and underreported on that note happy subscribing all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel